Hey, Frankie, how's it going? Um, so I had this idea earlier, and I just want to run it past you. I, I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts. And it's basically about couples therapy and how couples therapy is normally done. And I guess it works for some, but hey, you know, we, we can't all be Esther Perel. <laughs> um, <coughs> And for a lot of people, it's kind of a bit like, meh, you know, I hear from my clients. A lot of my clients are having like sessions with me, but they're also having couples therapy sessions. And um, Max, what are you doing? What are you doing? Do you want to play ball? You want to play ball or do you want to not play ball, Maxi Jax? Um, when I send a voice note, Max usually comes over for... To, to join in, he's a very, he's very, very social. He's a social seven, and he just hears that some social energy is being put out. <coughs> um, and uh, he's like, "Way, hey, let's do it. Uh, let's have, let's have a cuddle." It's like you know, but but I think he's cuddling, in his mind, he's cuddling me. And the person that I'm that I'm talking to, because there's something of my social energy that's going out. I'm talking to you in a, a social way um, that he picks up on, and he sort of comes in to to form the triangle. Max is a he likes triangles. Um, okay, so <clears throat> couples therapy. Surely there must be a slightly more fun way to do it, <laughs> because. I think a lot of couples therapies, therapy is done by, uh, you know, fives who are very good at just sort of sitting back and just kind of like, kind of also just letting the, the couples sort of, well, this has been my experience of couple therapy, um, not having had it done to myself, but, you know, offering it um, after I did this relay training. Um, and that if you're a bit of a snowflake fall, it's quite painful to be in the room with people who are kind of bristling in a way <laughs> with each other. And maybe the bristling moments are also not, they're not necessarily the best times to intervene. <clears throat> because you sort of want to get people when they are more <sighs> in their, in their um, I don't know, in their own, in their own, minds, if you like, um, and not lost in some kind of stress response, and to then wade in and sort of go, okay, well, now let's just all do some breathing. Anyway, I found it quite tricky to do, um, which I guess is why I don't really do it um, that much. Unless I've, unless I've really sussed out the two sides of the couple and and I'm pretty sure they're not going to kind of claw each other's eyes out uh, in the session. Because I find that painful. So, a more fun way of doing couples therapy because <clears throat> one of my clients um, <clears throat> asked me today about, you know, they're, uh, they're having couples therapy with another couple's therapist and she's having therapy with me and he's having therapy, I think, maybe with somebody else or maybe with nobody else. And she was like, well, is there any, does it make sense in some way? Um, and she's somebody who's, you know, relatively intelligent. She's studying to do some PhD in um, 
neuroscience or something. And she says, she says, you know, it doesn't sort of make sense in some way, particularly with this whole Enneagram thing, which really, really makes sense. I mean, she's sold on it. Um, <clears throat> she's a, uh, what is she? Social aid, I think. Uh, and she's like, does it make sense in some way to just kind of like keep all of it, just do all of that in-house and sort of do it with the Enneagram. And so you might have one session with her, the next, and then you have a kind of maybe a couple, and, and then you have a session with him, and then you have a couple session. And I thought, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds okay, but I'm not sure if I would necessarily want to do that. Although doing it with the Enneagram, which I have been with a couple of couples recently, um, and it's gone fairly well um the thought was well maybe that could be done but maybe it could be done in a kind of slightly slightly more fun way so here's the idea shit it's taken me four minutes to just get to the idea i should have just said it straight away so the idea is called it's called the game and the idea is that you know when we get our knickers in a twist in relationships Generally speaking, we're, we're not playing the game well. And the game is very simple. The game is that relationships are about win-win. It's, about, it's not about I win, you lose. Um, and it's not about we both lose. Or if we do, well, you know, that's so we can then both win. Um, but ultimately, good relationships are about win-win. And all the crap that comes out... Uh, in relationships is usually about people feeling like they're, I don't know, the other person's not playing the game well enough or not understanding the other person and how they're playing because usually they're just playing their personality type. Um, and it's tricky. But in some profound way, it's also very simple because it's about getting a win-win. And to get a win-win in any game, but particularly this game, right? Thinking, let's say if you want to do it in, I don't know, um, tennis or something, um, you would, well, you would want to play as well as you can. And you would also want to really, really understand why the dynamics of your opponent and how they are. Um, and that person only becomes, only becomes an opponent when you are upset with that person okay so the game only starts this is the concept the game only starts when you're upset with each other when either one person is upset or the other person is upset or you're both upset then the game is on and the idea of this kind of couples therapy model called the game <laughs> is that um it's all about it's all about basically learning about your partner's type and learning about them and really thinking of them as, you know, just these lovely, amazing people, but also thinking of them when the game starts as opponents. And in order to play the game well, you need to really know your opponent well. You need to not just surmise through your um, primary operating system, um, center of intelligence, why they're doing what they're doing, why they're saying what they're saying. I mean, you really, really need to kind of do a lot of, I guess, mentalization. But let's frame it in this idea of the game. And let's make it more of, make it more fun, make couples counseling, couples therapy, a kind of a fun experience. So you can do all the soul searching and the hair tearing and, you know, my, my childhood this and my childhood that in your private therapy. And you can do some of that in the game as well, because, you know, there is a sort of a trauma 
um, backstory, a kind of origin story to each of the ego cages. Um, and that takes you into trauma and that helps you to then also have empathy for how your mate is trapped in their ego cage. But you are led through this, not as in a, let's go and explore the very depths of our being, but it's no, 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 no. It's like, what, what are relationships about? Relationships are about both of you winning. Because if you're both winning, you're going to stay in the relationship and you're going to have a good relationship. And if you are, uh, one of you is winning or one of you is losing, uh, or you're both losing, it's over, game over. So how about playing it like that? And this was the idea I had, because this person, right, who's youngish, she's, I don't know, late 20s, um, she hasn't got much money, and her partner's same age, um, and he hasn't also got much money. And I thought, well, maybe suggest it to them and sort of say, I'll do the, I'll do the couple sessions for free. So let's say I do a session for her, I do a session for him, I do a session for her, I do a session, you know, I do a session for her, I do a session for him, and then we have a couple session. But the couple session is, because she was also like, but yeah, isn't it good to have like an hour and a half so you can really go into it and re yeah, like really go into it, really go into all the all the resentment that you have about the other person and how they don't understand you. Yeah, shit. They, yeah, you're right. They don't understand you. They don't understand you because they don't understand your psychology and the game is about working out your psychology and working out their psychology and how it all fits together with that with not from a punitive or judgmental or critical kind of um, viewpoint but just simply like okay that's how the psychology works and when that person then becomes the opponent game on and you're not going to try and beat the opponent to put them down or show them how they're wrong no 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 it's game on. It's how do I win and they win? How do we make this a game, a relationship game, rather than a relationship battle, shall we say? And I think it would be done through the Enneagram. And any thoughts appreciated. But <laughs> I, I, I'm interested enough in this idea. I mean, I'll think about it for a little while. But I'm interested enough in it, as I say, to actually offer it for free as a trial. I'll say, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this new kind of couples counseling model based on the Enneagram. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know, working title, The Game. <laughs> it's very simple. You know, you can do the elevator pitch as I've done for you. Well, 10 minutes, but I'll, I'll sharpen it up so I can do it like in half a minute. And you either, you know, you either sell it or you don't. But of course, to these two, I don't need to sell it because they're like, well, fuck, we'll do anything. We're really struggling here. Um, and their traditional couples therapy is sort of, you know, a bit hit and miss. Um, so, so, so what do you think? Hey. Um, well, anything that makes couples therapy more fun has got to be a good thing, because it's not fucking fun, is it? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been. It's pretty fucking serious, because by the time a couple have got you know, troubled enough to take their personal troubles to a third party that they usually don't even know. Things have got quite bad, usually by that point. It'd be great if it hadn't got to that point, but I'm not sure many couples would go before it had got to some crisis moment. So 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's me talking and I'm big on fun, but I'm sure if it was something a bit more... Well, if it was effective, obviously, and fun, that would be that would be good. But, you know, say you had a... Um, for sake of argument, a five and a seven in a relationship together, essentially what is going to happen is they will trigger each other's shit and that shit will look like a four in stress. I mean, a five in, in under stress and a seven under stress. Like the seven's going to feel threatened that their freedom's going to be taken away. And I can't remember the threat to a five, but um, in space invasion, I, I don't know, maybe they'd be great together because they could both have loads of freedom. But, you know, my point is... I am always, as you will be, always triggered around um, feeling invisible and demoted and less than someone else um, and all that good for wound stuff. So yeah. if you laid it out so clearly like that about, because by the time they're coming to therapy, it's because they'll both in the, be in their dysfunctional place. So if it's all written out, I could imagine that could be really helpful because people think their issues and problems are so personal to them, which they are in one way, but in another way it's kind of just universally understandable. So yeah, game on. I mean, I would really speak to Sarah about it because she is someone who, she's all about couples therapy using the Enneagram. So I'd put it on our chat group. Or maybe forward your message to the chat group. See what she thinks. I mean, she's a one, as you know, that has a hard time going to seven and having fun and letting loose. <laughs> so she, I don't know, she personally might not find the fun part of it, the the um, draw, but I'm sure she'd be interested in discussing the idea of it and use it you know laying it out for people as clearly as the enneagram could funny story i just um what did you think of my stupid song by the way i part i'm partly getting into doing things that are vulnerable like i'm very aware of um um if somebody pres when as humans we're more we're willing to show our underbelly and be a bit vulnerable and be a bit shit and unaccomplished and all that kind of stuff there's something about that that I'm enjoying exploring at the moment so my guitar playing's horrendous I don't even have a capo as you could see and it sounds shit but I kind of like the fact that there was merit to it in certain in certain ways was merit to it and, and the rest of it was like oh what a wee shame anyway i wondered how it landed with you hearing that and uh rightly or wrongly i sent it to um stuart um because it is like trying to catch the wind being with him because it doesn't matter what i want to have happen he's off ski so, and I don't know if I'm too much of a wave for him. I probably am. Um, but yeah, I just because we, I don't know if I told you this, but we had to get up at um half past five this morning. And he nearly he nearly wasn't he 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 nearly didn't stay the night because he was going to get a late train 
home to Glasgow for this work day he had to do. But in the end, um, he did stay the night, as in sleeping here, and, uh, and that meant getting up at half past five. So we were all in a in a big rush and just had a quick breakfast and off we went. And then I went off to see clients, so I didn't have a chance to like make my bed or whatever. <laughs> so there was lube lying out. I hope that's not TMI. And all like I do, I am someone that normally just pulls my bed over. Um, but it was all kind of like sheets akimbo and stuff. And then Mike came over as I did. I say that to you with uh, with the kids for supper today it was really nice to see the children and and made them all roast chicken and stuff and it was nice to see Mike as well and uh, and I made some like chunky oven what do you call them like oven chip chunky I don't know the name for it wedges wedges and uh, I'm not eating carbs well I, I actually am I'm not being at all strict but I'm not eating things like potatoes um so I did that for them and I'd bought this bag of... This does get more interesting, by the way. I'd bought this bag of reduced potatoes, which I can't use and I don't use. So I'd done them some, and then there was about, I don't know, six or seven potatoes left in this bag. And I said to Mike, look, can you just take these home with you? Because I won't be eating them, and you guys could use them. And he didn't really want to take them because he's already got potatoes in. <laughs> but I was like, well, yeah, I bought them for you guys, and I can't use them, so go on go on and just take them and so he was going to and then by the time they're putting their coats on he's kind of like either purposefully chosen not to put them in his pocket or and I was like oh here are the potatoes and he was like oh no it just became this stupid funny thing about he didn't want to take these stupid potatoes and I was determined that he was going to anyway I got into bed just five minutes ago and um and I, uh, you can see where this is going, but I was like, oh, Stuart's left me a present under my pillow, secretly. He fucking hadn't, but Steve had left me a bag of potatoes. <laughs> it did make me laugh, actually. Um, but I was like, it's probably obvious that I was shagging someone in this bed last night, and now you've... Like being in my bedroom, putting something under my pillow is a little bit weird and kind of like boundaries and edges overlapping here. I really want you climbing over my bed, putting something under my pillow when I've not even made my bed and the sheets are still hot and probably stained. <laughs> anyway, it's a bedtime story for you. <clears throat> what did you think of my stupid song? In the chilly hours and minutes of uncertainty, I want to be in the warm hold of your loving mind. And to feel you all around me, and to take your hand along the sand. Oh, but I may as well try and catch the wind.
be the sweetest thing would make me sing oh but i may as well try and catch the wind when rain has hung the leaves with tears and i'll want you near to calm my fears to help leave all my blues behind for standing in your heart is where i want to be and long to be oh but i may as well try and catch the wind oh but i may as well try and catch the wind Oh, I missed this. Sorry. I saw the picture and I didn't see the the um, song. I really like it. It's. Um, you're right. It does. It's it's sort of it's without the it's it doesn't have. It's sort of naked in a way. I mean, in a beautiful way that it doesn't have the swagger, it doesn't have the sort of like. <laughs> Whatever the swagger is, the swagger of the four, as um, good old Rez uh, used to call it, you know, kind of like gangster four. There's a bit of gang. There's a bit of gangster in the four. Um, it just has no gangster. It's just, just. Uh, but it's just that. Um, yeah, it's got that kind of holy. Um, that holy aspect. What's our holy? Uh, you were you were reading Maitri the other day, weren't you? Uh, uh, what is it? Oh, I can never remember. What's the what's the um, what is it we're, we're we're all gunning for here? We're not gunning for mel- melancholy. We're not gunning for envy. No, that's the fixation, and envy is the passion. No, what we're gunning for, man, is we're gunning for equinip gunning. <laughs> Come on. Drop the guns. Drop the guns, everyone. Sorry, I've got to, got to carry a gun on me. If you're carrying a gun, I'll carry a gun. Um, equanimity and holy origin. <sighs> what is your understanding of that? I've read the book, The Enneagram of Passions and Virtues. I need to read again that chapter about the holy origin. I'm never too sure what that actually means. Um, is it like... This just 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 the the origin of creativity, the origin of saying, which certain types are maybe more. I don't know, closer to that, closer to that originating um, creative holiness. I don't know, but anyway, I do like the song. Thank you.